Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hi, this is Leela. Leave a message, or better, just text me, because who leaves messages? Hi, Leela. It's Terry. Thank you so much for all your great ideas and input during the Zoom call we had. I think your contribution was so important. Um, there's something I want to follow up on, and if you have a chance, can you give me a call back? Thanks. Welcome to Hiring Care, an audio drama about working in residential um, in the same system that raised you. My name's Lila. There are seven different episodes of the series. Each one addresses a different theme related to... Okay, I have to stop here for a second. Um, I was very... I am hesitant to bring this up. But, like, when I first saw the first line that I just said, or I guess I didn't, it, it said residential care. I refuse to use the word care. I always say I'm from the child welfare system because there was nothing caring about the system. There's nothing caring about my experiences that I've had. And with the past seven years of advocacy work, group work, focus group, and all of the things that I've done, I've come to realize this is a real thing. It's not just my experience. So I've always used child welfare, or I've always used like CAS, Children's Aid Society or something else, because for me, it's, there was never any care at any point in time. You know, <laughs> a lot of times I get told that I'm too much of a social justice warrior for child welfare. <sighs> and being from child welfare and also being a child and youth care practitioner. Um, I've actually been told in classes that maybe I should back down and be silent about certain things. Oh no, I am never silent. I'm pretty sure if you talk to my professors and you mention my name, silent isn't probably one of the words they'll use. I've been told, you know, there's too much passion. There's too much, like, you know, you're too stuck on that. And I don't see that as a bad thing. Listen, if something's broken, keep fighting for it to be fixed or healed or replaced or whatever needs to be done. It's broken. It's not of use anymore. 
And speaking of broken things, this next conversation is uh, kind of broken. It was awkward for me, and I suspect it was awkward for Terry. And I know friends who've listened to the phone call you're about to listen to, and it was just as awkward for them. I suppose that's sort of the nature of these types of conversations. Conversations about race and, and racialization and that weird absence of whiteness. There's never conversations about whiteness, but it, it looms over each conversation. Look, if you find this conversation awkward or broken, you're not alone. Hey, Terry, it's, uh, it's Leela. Hi, Leela. Thank you so much for calling me back. Yeah, sorry it uh, took me so long. There's, there's too much going on in my play right now. I can relate. Uh, so what did you want to talk about? Um, this may be a little awkward. And if you don't want to talk about it, that's completely fine. I think it's sort of important. <laughs> okay, now I'm wondering what. Um, so I I'm sure you noticed you were the only person of color that was at our Zoom conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've tried to put out feelers and invitations to have a variety of people at our conversations, but there hasn't been a great response from, like, anyone who's, um, not white. And... Um, I don't know many indigenous black or other racialized people who are also from care and child and youth care practitioners. Um, but you're the first person I've spoken with who would like, like it's like it's all three. Um, so I'm trying to figure out like, why is that? Like, given that there are so many people in care that are racialized, are, are they not encouraged to go into CYC? Like, I have this idea, kind of like what Charlotte was talking about, that there is this, like, almost like a pushing people from care into caring professions, like a funnel or a pipeline. And I'm wondering if black and indigenous and people of color are not being encouraged to go into social services. Sorry, I'm sort of rambling. Uh, or maybe it's something else. Like well, I, um, was, I was. I was. Sorry, what? I I was I was encouraged 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 yeah encouraged to go into this field kinda and and for me I find it very common for there to be CYCs in your site but also being formally in care in some kind of capacity oh really yeah and and I think. Almost because at least the experience I had with my CES, all the workers that I've ever had, they kind of automatically push you to either social work or CYW. Like what Charlotte was talking about. Yeah. And like, I want to support you. But at the same time, I, I always question if like, why are you doing this? Is it because you just had a really supportive worker who thought that you should 
do this work too or is 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 that your like real passion and it's it's not that i'm doubting your ability to do the job or to be a good cyc it's just more like are you sure this is what you really want like it only took me until i was 23 to realize this is what i want and so what do you think was What's the push for you? I mean, why do you think you were being pushed to become a social worker? Uh, I think for me specifically, I know one of the main reasons why my workers did that was because I was very involved. Like, I was always there on, like, the first batch of cohorts into, like, any of those youth-implemented things. And I think because of that, they there was this push, like, oh, you know, you're a great advocate. You work well with others. You should be a social worker. Why be a CYC kind of thing? Right. Yeah. But but also, I know there are other people from CARE who are CYCs and BIPOC. Really? Okay. So I wonder why we're not hearing from them. Is it that they're not interested in having these conversations? Is it that they don't want to be too public about being from care? Like maybe there's already too much stigma and racism that they face in CYC, so they don't want to have one more label put on them. Like I know some CYCPs from care who are white, and they've told me that they don't want anyone to know that they're from care. Do you have any thoughts as to why other CYCs who are black or indigenous or POC may not have reached out to me? Well, that's a bit of an impossible question, but I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts. Um, hmm. uh, um, I think for me, it was, huh. I, I think it, one thing that I've come to realize over the years, and I think social media has uh, played with it too, is I'm in so many different like CYC or community service groups on Facebook and things like that. There's constantly a call for people to share their culture and papers in some form or another. Um, and, and it's usually always racialized or ability. Um, and, and I know that, that that was a factor for me because in, in all honesty, I did see your text and, and I heard your call and I was like, there's too much going on on my plate right now. I, I don't even know if I want to have this conversation. Right. Yeah. That, that's a big factor for me. It's like, there are all these calls and it's, it's not so, so much that you realize it's a safe space. And I find that over the past two years alone, it's, it's, everyone that wants to have these conversations and because there's not enough knowledge of who these people are who these organizations are and it's not any testimonials attached to anything um so people aren't really going to be a part of that right yeah yeah that's really helpful but i mean you still do need to get more people of color and black and indigenous CYCPs from, from care in your conversations. You need to. Yeah, I agree. 
Thanks. I really appreciate this. We're going to keep trying. Are you willing to have some more conversations about being a CYCP from CARE, or are you too busy? Uh, it, it depends when it is. I, I can't do weekends because that's my self-care time. Cool. Right. Totally. I, I get that. No weekends. Thanks so much, Leela. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Hiring Care, Season 2 of Tuning In to Child and Youth Care, an audio drama inquiry with child and youth care practitioners who have lived in residential placement, a PhD study out of the University of Victoria's School of Child and Youth Care. Hiring Care was created, recorded, and produced across many Indigenous territories, including the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat and Patuan First Nations, the Anishinaabe, the Six Nations of the Haudenosaunee, and the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation. Actors recorded from diverse territories, including the ancestral homes of the Munsi, Lenape, and the Canarsi peoples, Wekizgeek, the Mohawk and Algonquin First Nations, the Ojibwe, Chippewa peoples, as well as the Beothuk and Mi'kmaq. Hiring Care was scripted from 10 one-on-one recorded conversations with child and youth care practitioners who had lived in group homes, foster homes, semi-independent living, and related child protection services while growing up. This fictionalized audio drama inquiry recreation was performed by Carmen Mayers as Terry, Daniel Smith as Chelsea, D. Philpotts as Leela, D.M. Lafontune as Charlie, Evan Mercer, as B, Melissa Williams as Charlotte, and Naomi Tesler as Alicia. Hiring Care was edited by Zoe Lunsky, sound designed by Shaheen Arifton, and scripted and directed by myself, Wolfgang Vachon. To learn more about Hiring Care, including cast, editors, and director bios, and to hear season one or read some of the publications coming out of this research project, please visit tuningintocyc.org.